The truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. She's a dark-skinned woman like yourself, dark-skinned, yelling, and being right The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. I thought I was allowed to answer questions. Reclaiming my time, would you please explain the rules and do not take that away from my time? You know what our number one complaint with black women is? Your mother mouth. It all boils down to your mother Hello, 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 and welcome everybody to episode eight of Loud Black Girls. What, what? Season Season finale. Okay, it's been a long road coming. I mean, wait, a long time coming. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, yes, y'all, it is. You heard us right. It is the season finale, y'all. We got to give it up for ourselves. We got to give it up for Loud Black Girls. Yeah, we we in here. We in here. Like, we made it. We almost didn't make it, y'all. We almost did. It's been a long, hard road, you know, but we have to come back with something special, which is the season finale. So, once again, it's your girl, Kai Michelle. And it's me, Ariel Monique. And Rachel. Hey, y'all. It's me, one time for a long time, your girl, April L. (laughs) For a long time. (laughs) Okay, so... YouTube stars, strippers, Instagram models, they all have one thing in common. They're all in charge of their own careers. Yes, careers. They're our generations, businesswomen and men. In this episode, we're talking influencers. Emphasis on her. As millennials, we've created unconventional paths for ourselves, making millions of dollars, branding our own selves, and becoming young Black entrepreneurs. So we're going to take this time to share stories from our journey with you all and experiences to hopefully open up and influence and inspire you guys to continue your journeys. Yes, I love it. And you know, in every episode, we often end it with a loud Black girl is. But for this episode, we wanted to move it to the front because it's so important. Obviously, it's the title of our podcast. It's who we define ourselves as. But it's also such a crucial part of each of our journeys, regardless of what we're doing or what they are. So we kind of wanted to go around and just define it for ourselves, you know, what a loud Black girl is to each of us. Because I know for me, it's a little bit more unconventional, you know. For me, a loud Black girl is someone who is outspoken but also very opinionated and also very in tune with society and what's happening around her so I think of somebody like Michelle Obama of course but also someone like Nicki Minaj who on the surface people are like oh she's just a rapper but in reality she's a very educated very opinionated woman you know so that's a loud black girl to me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to me a loud black girl is someone who never stops who always pushes to be great to inspire others to be different and to stand out from a crowd. Miss Queen's fit, Michaelia Parker is someone who I consider a loud black girl. Mm. I feel it. I feel it. Um, definitely good choices. Um, good choice. Um, to me, a loud black girl is a woman who is never afraid of being herself vocally, standing up for what's right, regardless of what other people may feel. The person that stands up for the little people. And, you know, she does it because that's her, but she's also a Black woman. Um, two of my favorite loud Black girls, like, right now, be Tiffany Haddish and Cardi B. Like, they, mm. you know, they from the bottom to the top and still have yet to show the people that they've forgotten where they come from. Um, an honorable mention will also be Angela Rye. You know, she took the political route, and she's done her 
her due diligence of intertwining culture and hip hop, you know, making the millennials look at politics in a different way, you know, like being on CNN, telling people, boy, bye, you know, referencing Beyonce and just out there educated and popping. And uh, yeah, I definitely love those, those wild black girls. Yes, I love them as well. But for me, a loud black girl is somebody who's not afraid to explore all their gifts to continuously, like Kai said, like speak out against injustices and also just continue to do them. Staying in your own lane is a hard thing to do as a loud black girl. And I feel people who I feel like do that best for me would have to be Issa Rae. It's just like one of my top loud black girls. Mm. And also... I want to give a special shout out to Dorica Williams from Memphis, Tennessee, who continues to just do whatever needs to be done for herself to be in the front. And I really adore that. Real. That's awesome. It's so cool to hear just so many different examples of what a loud black girl is because it is so diverse and that's just who we are, you know, and that perfectly moves us to our first segment. And it's really just covering this idea of we want a piece, you know, becoming an influencer. And to break it down a little bit, it's essentially this idea that, you know, we as young people, especially as young millennials, young black women, we obviously move very different, especially very different than what has been expected of us from society or from stereotypes. And so we've created our own lane for ourselves. You know, we've become our own boss. We've used social media to not have to work for other people or to just create our own brand. And The cool thing is, is that, you know, all four of us, we are a part of that narrative as well, which is awesome and inspiring. And we just want to be able to talk about that, you know, and just create this space to talk about that. But this we want a peace idea was actually something that April thought about. So, April, what what is your opinion on it? Like, what do you think? Well, yeah, like you said, we are part of the narrative. A podcast is literally the most millennial thing one can possibly embark on. But just we want a piece like we want to be our own bosses as well. But we also had the conversation about like how a lot of people say, like, um, I don't want to work for anybody. And I think Mm. that sticks out for me because we want a piece is not necessarily the narrative of like, I don't want to work for anybody, because I think as a boss, you know that you'll still have to at least work for people. You get what I'm saying? So with we want a piece it's literally just us like going through our journey with our listeners and letting them know like the things that we also have to do to be a part of the narrative. I feel that. Mm. So when it comes to just like bossing up and creating our own paths, um, I totally agree. We have to be the one that, that writes that script for ourselves. Um, but also as an influencer or as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, like, you don't have to tell us to do anything, you know? We, just like Beyonce said, you know, she dream it, she work hard, till she own it. Like, you, that's what you do. You see it and you, you manifest it, you go after it. It doesn't matter how late you stay up working on your craft or how early that you stay up or what extra mileage that you have to put in to make something, you know, move and shake. Um, moving places, staying in places, connecting with the right people, uh, you know, sacrificing so much to see your dream manifest. It, it, it's nothing more beautiful than, you know, enjoying the, the fruits of your own labor. Mm-hmm. 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 How have y'all used social media as a tool for that then? Hmm. Hmm. I'll go. Um, 
for me, for one, um, I started using social media just like all of us for the fun of it. It was a new trend. Um, but it wasn't long before I realized how people react to like your life or, or, or what you allow them to know by posting and building an audience. And I kind of started that on Facebook and um, I seen how YouTube influencers took social media by storm by doing makeup tutorials or fashion or, you know, couple reviews or food reviews, how to lose weight. YouTube just took off. So mm. with this new wave coming in of Instagrammers and uh, podcasters and uh, fashion models, influencers and stuff, I definitely wanted to be a part of that wave. So I just made sure that um, I created great content that people wanted to, to see, people want to look at. Um, when I posted pictures, I made sure, you know, they were quality pictures, that they were maybe not professional. Well, I would call them professionals because they're entrepreneurs out here too taking pictures. Make sure they were, you know, professional. They were they were worth the quality. And whenever I would post something on social media, I made sure that my audience would be able to engage and I would also be able to engage too. And, you know, that's, that's worked wonders for me, creating a great audience and always getting great responses. Like, it doesn't matter what I ask my, first, my Facebook fam, like, they're going to comment. Like, I can ask them what color their toenail polish is and they're going to come. And, you know, they've definitely been a part of helping me build whatever brand I wanted to help support or build myself on social media. Mm. I would say um, I haven't always, you know, used it that way. But um, as Kai said, it's something that's kind of up and coming, how people are making tons of money and stuff off of that. Originally, social media was just social media. You post what you wanted to post and you didn't care. Like, it could have been a crappy photo. But now... I'm coming to a point where I am trying to start my own business. So therefore I am taking Instagram and social media a little more serious. I'm not posting as much as I used to, or I'm watching what I post. I'm watching what I say because things can turn around and bite you in the butt. So I'm, as I said, I'm taking better pictures and making sure that my pictures are Instagram worthy or not Instagram worthy, but they're, they're nice. They're not blurry or anything like that. They're, they're real professional looking that, uh, you know, they'll like it up. Mm. <laughs> it <definitely> yeah. <laughs> I think the thing that um, gets my attention most about sh- social media is how we can make money from it. Mm. And I, I think right. that's like money and me, you know, like, what? Like, we're not the best of friends, <laughs> but I want to be friends with money. So it's like, yeah, like, and like they said, like branding yourself on social media, especially when, like, for now, I'm in charge of my own career. Like, people ask for handles and all of that. So, like Ariel said, like, a lot of people get in trouble because they don't really pay attention to what they post on social media. And a lot of people say, like, oh, like, social media isn't that important, blah, blah, blah. Like, you put too much emphasis on it. But it's like, yo, we canceled a whole singer because of what her social media was about. You get what I'm saying? So, it's like, mm-hmm. no. Like, as, a, as an aspiring entrepreneur, you have to be mindful of everything you put out there like it's about what you how you present yourself to the world so it's like if you won't go out in the streets any kind of way you can't go out on facebook or instagram or twitter any kind of way true true man Mm -hmm. them people dig that stuff up like they dig it up from years ago and you will be yes because i think one thing that we forget is that our supporters can become like our enemies fast Oh, so mm-hmm. quick. Man, they turn Man, quick. I, I, I've had to, like, tell some people off that have, that were, like, 
like great followers, like great commenting. And anytime you asked or posted anything, they were always there to support. But as soon as you posted one thing that they may have not liked, like, I know, like, this is a good story for Ariel and I. It was this lady who followed me for so long. <laughs> and I posted one of my pictures for my birthday. And I had a high slit in my dress. And it showed my thigh. And this lady commented on it. And she was like, you'll never be president of the United States with pictures like that. And I was like, um, ma'am, I never wanted to be the president Her? of the United States. Right. She was like, like, like going off on me. And like <laughs> Ariel and my other sorority sisters came in and we just like got on her because she started talking crap about me on her Facebook page. And it was like, what the hell? Like you was just like a number one supporter. Like where and how did this go left? Yeah, because I think we're supporters too. Like, but do not social media bully people. What is it? Cyber bullying. Yeah. Let's not. Do yeah, that no thing. cyber bullying. Uh-huh. I mean, I hope none of my. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Anyways, <laughs> um, dang. Okay, you may forget my thought. Ariel saying that cyber bullying Sorry. stuff. Okay. You gotta throw the stuff out there. <laughs> no, you're right though. Cyber bullying is a no no. And if you used to cyber bully in the past, make sure you get some people to go back and delete stuff for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um oh yeah with supporters is what I was gonna say like your supporters a lot of people support you for the wrong reasons like think about it right Instagram models we just had this conversation earlier Instagram models they are making a lot of money off of Instagram but why who are their supporters and why you get what I'm saying like they're mm-hmm. just dudes that you know like want to have sex with them they're yeah. that they're that but what I'm starting to learn with the Instagram community is girls like for some reason over these last couple of years with social media a girl we don't even know from like idaho we'll True. post a picture and we follow her we're gonna be like True. Yes. and we love her, True. Yes. Love her. Why do there are different because there are different forms of flattery you're right Kyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's you're also right. a big thing so many girls to do makeup or do hair like i follow every atlanta person who i be feeling like they're my friends too like True. what's her name anaya i think me and her are friends in real life but <laughs> she don't know that <laughs> that's how i feel about alonzo arnold he cracks me up oh. <laughs> a couple plus size baddies that be like killing it with they like 13 million followers and i'll be like I mean, 13K followers. I'd be like, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't mean to say million. I didn't mean to say million. But April, what do you mean by different forms of flattery, though? Well, I just feel like, not us, but like some people follow, like they watch you. Like they'll be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and they'll say, oh, she, she wore this today. You know, like just look like, but like at the end of the day, they're following you. They're liking all your pictures. But the people that like, profile picture huh you said what the people that got black profile picture on instagram no it's some people that are just like out (laughs) with it like they'll come in like oh i ain't gonna lie y'all i do black china like that sometimes (laughs) (laughs) it's like i'll talk bad about her but i'll be like but that's my sis though like what like i don't know what's wrong with me no for real but no i can't take her hustle that that's not that's not in my lane. You know, we talked about that earlier. Really. <laughs> I'm not built for that not type that of life. Hustle, but not no, I'm not saying that, but the way she man, she came up, period. Yeah, I can't come up like that though. I'm not saying that <laughs> I'm not saying the stripper way, but after that she continued to grow. No, I'm not even talking about the stripper way. <laughs> that was about oh. the after the afterlife. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Yes, moving on. Okay, so moving on, gyms and shit, getting there, y'all. So we all know we got our dreams and how we want, and 
what we want from them, but how are we going to get there? Like, we just got done talking about social media. You know, we post people like they love it, but there's a story behind everything. You know, a picture is worth a thousand words, but this journey is worth millions. So Dang. when it comes to <laughs> when it comes mm-hmm. to getting there, you know, and I'm just gonna speak off of like you know personal shit, like being in college alone, like that that was a hard hump to get over. Like regardless of having fun and you know we still had assignments and personal dramas and stuff that we had to to get through to get what we had, but that post undergrad life. That shit was stressful. I remember graduating. I had just like lost my little job that was like supporting me in my little new apartment. I was trying to get a car. Like I didn't know, like life life was hitting me. Like life was real. I didn't have a job in my field. I was like, dang, I just went to school for four plus years outside of high school. And I'm not a talk show host yet. You know, I'm like, I'm not on the radio. I'm not on TV. I'm not doing nothing that I want. Like, you know, what, what, what am I going to do? And like I, I got kind of scared, and I do pray. I'm not gonna lie, I do pray. Um, but I wasn't putting like my full faith in God. I was like, you know, stressing. Like I was like running around with like a chicken with my head cut off. So um, me, I had took the opportunity to apply for an internship in Washington D.C. and I got it. And you know, I, I felt like I was doing good for those next couple of months because I was like working in my field, but I was an intern. But once again, once that came to end, it was like, damn, what am I going to do next? Like, I'm still not where I'm supposed to be. You know, we, we, we go through, we go through these phases and stuff too. So y'all, what, what, what y'all got to say about you getting to where you need to go? And you know, mine is kind of like yours in a way, like, cause we all did go to college, spend those four years there, you know, it was fun, like still goes on. But for me, it was, like, right before graduation where it hit me, like, probably, like, maybe, like, a month before that. Like, I was applying. I only applied to one grad school. That was the only grad school I wanted to go to. Like, I just knew I wanted to go to Clark Atlanta for grad school. I didn't get accepted yet. My line sister had already got accepted. I'm like, damn, am I not going to get accepted? Like, like, you can't not accept me. <laughs> so, um, you know, I go back home for the summer. Whoop doop doo woo. I um, finally get that letter. I'm accepted. Yay. Got to move to Atlanta. Before that, I had no job. When no job hired me in of that summer, worst feeling ever. I'm used to always having a job, but it's like right after I get the degree, boom, nobody messing with me. Mm. Not even a regular Because you overqualified at that point. Overqualified, mm-hmm. I was told that multiple times, which is very jacked up, but hey. It's a blessing and a so curse. I moved, it is. So I moved to Atlanta, go to grad school. I did one complete year, and I decided it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I'm in school, I'm working BS jobs, though. Like, they trash, like, not giving me no hours, start off good, and they kind of slow down. So end up done with that and now I am working somewhere that I do enjoy but it's not permanent um it's something that's getting the bills paid and for me to have money to do what I want to do I can't say that and it's just a lot more to go from here Mm, I'll throw that Mm. yeah I feel like you know school is such a big part of everybody's you know adversity within their testimonies like school sucks guys don't go Uh, (laughs) get a job live your life nah but like you know I think I'll always be trying to get there you know because of my personality type is like 
I'm never satisfied. I'm never settled. Like, even with just having graduated, like, with my master's degree, I was talking to people about this. Like, it just felt so mediocre to me because people were congratulating me on something that I felt like I should have been, like, I should have been done, you know? Like, oh, I'm supposed to graduate. I'm in a program, you know? And so I think for me, it's just, like, I'll always be trying to get there, Mm -hmm. you know? And especially as someone who, I I don't feel like an influencer for real yet, Mm -hmm. but I do want to get there. And it's just like, I'm always going to be trying to get there, you know? And so it's been hard, but you know, it's going to continue to be hard because I'm going to put myself in challenging situations, you know? So that's just, I guess my perspective on it. No. Yeah. I totally agree. Like with what you just said, because I also, I'm nowhere, right? Like I also just graduated with my my master's degree and like often people question me or like ask me like, Oh, like, how do you do it? Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, First, you got to know where you're going. Like, I think that's the mm-hmm. thing is like getting there is where to you. So like, because I know my timeline that I have, my tentative timeline that I have for my life, it's like, I know where I'm going. So I know I'm nowhere. But at the same time, you have to have like, you have to create a path for yourself because if not, the world will do it for you. And I mm-hmm. refuse to just take on what anybody feels like I'm worth when I know what I'm worth, you know? So yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's that's a that's the biggest thing for me, like getting there and knowing where you're going, but you have to know where you're going first to know if you're there or where getting there even means. I definitely mm-hmm. feel that. That's cool. I feel that, especially when it comes to saying like, you know, that saying that goes, all that glitters ain't gold. And I want to say that because sometimes we get yeses in life, but like those yeses may not necessarily be good. I mean, you might get like a, a, a bomb yes in life that you think is good. But when you look at the long term of it, like, was it really in your best interest to take it? You know, like, no, yeah. like I, I've had like, you know, job opportunities that like will pop up and be like, boom, we have a job for you in Boise. And it's like, you want to take it. And it's like, dang, like, what the heck is in Bo- Boise? And yeah, that job may be in my field, but like, is it really what I need? And then you kind of play with your content and your content is like, well, getting your foot in the door is the one that matters. And it's like, dang, it does look good. But, you know, what if I get out there and have no family? That's an expensive move. I get out there. What if I don't even like it? You know, it's a lot that plays into it. Or, you know, you may even be faced with an opportunity that's like, it's just so perfect. It's like unreal. You got to keep blinking. And it's like, is it worth it? You know, like, am I selling my soul? Like, what if they like trying to sign you in on a year contract and you get in and you don't like <laughs> it? Yeah, like, I'm sorry, that so, was just deep. You said, Am I selling myself? I'm like, Whoa, where's yeah. that? Going? That's what my thing is. Like, there, there are people who no, but what she said, they have a job. No, I agree with what she good. said. No, I agree. And it's definitely because I feel like that was just me a few months ago. But I was just about to say, Ariel, we do this all the time. <laughs> I was just like, damn near ready to pack my stuff to move to New York. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm I'm definitely happy now that we're in the month of going on June and I did not do this because this was what like right after my birthday, like I was like really like looking at apartment about the first off, New York is expensive to live and I would have been on the street under the bridge. Right. <laughs> That's not under the bridge. You, you would have at least been That's in a subway funny. station. <laughs> <laughs> that place is scary. No, yeah. <laughs> no, that's why, okay. Not to be this person, but I'm going to be this person. But, like, that's why you have to have somebody in charge of your life, right? For me, it's God. I, I Like, so 
if it's glittering and I don't know what it is, I'm like, yo, God, what's that? Like, should I, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have somebody to ask. Or like I said, like, I do this with Ariel all the time. Ariel, what should I do? Or like, I do it with my line sisters. Like, what should I do? This happened, blah, blah, blah. Because you got to weigh your options. Like, we're 20-something. Yes, we're young. But like, we're also at that place where like, we can't really afford to mess up as bad as we did when we were 16, 17. Because if we fall... Mm -hmm literally it's probably like one hand out there that's gonna catch me you know what i'm saying yeah so it's yeah, like you gotta run stuff by people yeah you can't Always. yeah you can't be distracted by shiny shit no more sis that's why right. you you mm. definitely gotta have people in your corner whether it's like you just talking to a guy every day not i encourage everyone to do so but also talk to like talk to people that aren't biased like you can always ask your mom your mom's gonna keep it real with your you mom's gonna be biased i'm just playing Sometimes they do, sometimes they're nice. That's why you got to have someone else, too, that's going to keep it all the way 100 with you. Yeah, and yeah. don't always talk to people. You can't always expect for people that have never been in your situation to know what to tell you. Like, my mom loves me mm. to death, but she's never tried to pursue a career in television. You get what I'm saying? So everything that she tells me, is it'll just be based off of how she feels and her wisdom. You have to get mentors and stuff in your field or, like, people that know what you're going through if you are looking for a solid advice or people who are going to yeah. weigh out the options with you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just even like contacting those people, whether it's like people you work with or on LinkedIn or whatever, and just being like, Hey, like I need somebody to bounce ideas off and whatnot. But I will say one thing, you know, on this be it's careful. a piece of advice that I have to say, well, it is be careful, but you know what? It's also when you're telling people, when you're running your ideas and your thoughts by people, make sure you're giving them the full story. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, whether it's with like career, professional, relationship, anything, like we always give people parts of the story and that'll inform how they give us advice. Amen. And I've, I've noticed that, you know, especially when you're talking about like a dude or something, uh, people yeah. like, you know, if you if you only telling your friends all the good things about a dude, they're going to be like, bruh, like stay with him or whatever. But when you forget to add in, you know, like, and so in that same breath though, it's just like, on some professional shit like let them know what all your options are let them know mm -hmm. what kind of people what kind of like just make sure you're thorough with all of that yeah i you agree need that one friend that kind of know everything mm -hmm. even and even though that always counters like you know like you're never supposed to let you know the key to a long-lasting relationship or long-lasting marriage is all right. you don't let people know your business but you know everybody if you have somebody. good people around you you don't have to worry about stuff like that i feel like right yeah let That's them know true. enough enough to make decisions mm -hmm. yeah if yeah. you don't have those exactly. good people around you you might want to go talk to a therapist nothing's wrong with that yeah true exactly. true okay therapy. look at y'all <laughs> so, i, I want to go to therapy for real yeah i need me to find me a good one me too. But like, yeah. you know, coming from there, you know, understanding that all that glitters is in gold, we have this same breath that, man, I just want to be successful, <laughs> you know? So do I want to take the blue pill or the red pill? Like, I'm just trying to get there, mm -hmm. you know? Mm. No, yeah. I just want to be successful. Make it more than just like, like, like make it a mantra, you know what I'm saying? Like, set those goals. Mm -hmm. Set your goals. Like, actually work towards being successful go get them goals yeah what do you guys do that you think works like when you're trying like when you've seen the most success in your life what are, what are some trends and some patterns that you were doing for me organization or yeah for me exactly right no seriously i like i just told april like i just like not this is not my first time doing it but 
right now what I'm trying to do with my life I've been like writing everything down in like this little booklet mm-hmm. and like to, to do lists and really like checking them off and on your calendars like write, like writing everything out is like you you need to because you would definitely forget because you, your brain operates too fast and you forget and you know but writing everything down and writing doing those goals like mm-hmm. don't do these goals that's like not realistic like really set those short term goals first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know I feel that because like, but something that works for me is, you know, following my passion. I I noticed like when I stick to my passion and stuff that I always said I wanted to do, like I manifest. But the moment that I step off to the side, because I think that oh, if I go this route, it'll still help me. Mm-hmm. But I I say that about you all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I de- I definitely say that. I was like, if Kai could just stay focused, Lordy, <laughs> I'm so scatterbrained. Mm-hmm. That's and sometimes I, I write it out. Like, Mm-hmm. The mo- but the moment I get set back on what exactly I want to do, stuff start popping off for me. And I'd be like, I see you, God, I see you. But again, with me being so scatterbrained and, you know, just wondering, like, well, what if I take this? What if, what if, what if, what if? Mm-hmm. That's the moment I get, like, thrown off. And sometimes I just need that friend to remind me, like, girl, what happened to this? And I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. You know, like, I just be doing so much. Yeah. I was going to say that, too, support system. Like, when I'm doing something big, I get like three or four people around me that I just know have my best <laughs> interests at heart and I can talk to on a daily. Literally, if Ariel don't answer the phone when I call, I'm like, what are you doing? I need to talk about my <laughs> life. Like, What you, other possible thing could be happening? Yes. <laughs> she called me like five times. <laughs> okay, she called yeah, me at least six then. If I call her five, she calls oh. me. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, like seriously though, like support systems, like we feel like we don't need people and stuff, but I don't know, like I just, it's something about having somebody that's like, did you get up and fill out them applications today? Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, th- you should do this. You know what I'm saying? Like people who can suggest things for you because they literally have your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. And they know everything about what's going on. Well, but you know what's crazy? <laughs> you know what's crazy <laughs> is that I, I'm totally with you on the whole support thing, but I'm actually, like, damn near the opposite. Ooh, and it's so okay. weird, but, like, when I've had the most success in my life, it's because of this, like, one thing. And it's because that I don't tell people what my specific goals are or what my specific, like, thing I'm trying to do is. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm sure y'all could recall, too, like, Y'all know I'm applying for jobs or whatever, but I never tell people like, oh, it's this position and this thing. Because yeah, yeah. what happens for me is like when you I tell people yourself. specifics, say that again. You think you jinx yourself? Not even jinx myself, but for me personally. Pressure like, for me. No, like I feel like if I say it, if I say my goal out loud to people, it's almost like I've already gotten the gratification of having succeeded with it, you know? No, it's just I like, agree. Yeah, so like I almost like because you know, know you your support systems are so great, like they'll be like, Oh man, that job is yours, like you already there, like and that's beautiful of a thing. But like I can't hear that yet. And I don't I don't need to say mm-hmm. that yet because yeah. I'm not there yet. You're and not so there. like Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, like I've seen success when I really kind of just like keep it low key and like just keep grinding for it so that I can get to that moment where I'm like look what I did look what I've accomplished you know so no, it's kind of yeah. opposite yeah you no, know but I, I, I agree with that too with certain things too like it's like I, I do keep a lot of things to myself as far as like really big like opportunities like if I'm really trying to go out for a job or something I won't tell anyone that I had an interview until like 
after the interview, maybe or like a few days later, I get a call back or something. I'd be like, yeah, I had an interview with so-and-so. It went good. I got off the job. And then I'm like, I can now I can say that I did mm-hmm. that. No, mm-hmm. yeah. Rachel, so I do I do feel like how people put stuff on social media. They be like, pray for me. I got a job or something. Nothing's wrong with that. But I do feel like those are things to keep to yourself. Because then what if you don't get the job? What are you going to say? Right. Well, yeah, like people, people are different. But like Rachel said, for me, it's the same. But it's the pressure for me. Like yeah. I don't like the pressure of feeling like, okay, now I have to do this. Now I can't change my mind and explore another. You know what I'm saying? Like things like right, that. Like right. it's just like that. Like um, it's it's like talking too early or whatever. So yeah, yeah. I totally feel that. It, and for me, it's pressure. Like now that I've graduated with my master's degree. Like, people expect for me to, like, I don't know, people have, like, wild expectations of, like, what something means. And it's like, nah, sis, I just did that to get my network started. Like, it wasn't that big of a deal. You know what I'm saying? I'm not running the network right now. (laughs) Yeah, nah, like, I'm just trying to make it. So, yeah, pressure is is a big one for me because it, it, like, increases my anxiety. Mm, Yep. (laughs) Feel that, man. But, that all that all definitely falls right into fall down nine get up ten exactly life will <laughs> definitely happen it will happen and you gotta keep going you can't stop you won't stop like you gotta you, you gotta dream chaser like for real like not even joking like if it's something that you really want you you're gonna fall but you honestly like have to get back up to to, to continue to get where you're trying to go Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Like that's and, it, and and not and, and we never know when we until we reach our fullest potential because we constantly growing and learning every day. Mm-hmm. But you know, never don't don't get too cocky too fast because as quick as you got it, quick as you get it taken away. My mama used to tell me that. Like when I finally hit that age in like high school, middle school, or whatever, when I noticed that I was pretty because I was bullied for a little bit, but then it it took me a minute to like you know gain some self confidence. You know, I have my mom had to speak life into me. But when I started realizing that I was pretty and like, you know, I could dress, I would always be in the mirror. And I remember my mom walking by the restroom one day and she was just like, you're vain. <sighs> and I was like, huh, what does that mean? And then like she had said something to me like more than once. And then she was like, I'm going to tell you something right now. As quick as God gave you that beauty, as quick as he can take it away. She was like, you need to you need to go ahead. and You need to you're pretty. You know that you need to shut that down it's other things in life and just that you know and I was like dang you know like even at that young age I realized like you know that that is true as quick as God gave you something as quick as he could take it away Mm -hmm. and like that's so serious like I've seen people like on the up and up like you know with their little branding they clothing line they start getting like a little cocky and stuff and before you know it it's like what happened to that nigga they printer broke (laughs) (laughs) and didn't know what to do no yeah didn't know how to invest yeah no for real um I, t- I tell myself that all the time like you said like my mom always is one to humble me and like I think that's how that's how I've learned to not get the big head to literally just be like humbled by situations um some of my friends like taking vacations to be humble me you know what I'm saying like your girl don't got the funds to be doing all that so I just I just try to humble myself and like think of things outside of me and one thing that helps me with that is just learning to continuously reap and sow simultaneously. So like once once I'm done with something, like celebrating myself, but also getting right back to the work. You know what I'm saying? Like to mm-hmm. not be to not just 
let something engulf me where I feel like I am just this powerful, almighty being, but like understanding like this is so much bigger than me. Like I'm mm-hmm. doing this for a reason. Like my motivation is this, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you can literally be blinded by getting the big head. I am one to do that. Like my line sisters know that I start talking crazy. Like, cause you know, I ain't nobody doing it like me. But like I just start like going out crack. So, <laughs> so like I just have to humble myself and just like understand, like, yo, like you got other stuff to keep doing. You know what I'm saying? But you do have to have confidence. You yeah. do. You won't yeah. make it without it. You won't. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I feel it. You you gotta find balance. Mm-hmm. Everything in life is about balance. Girl, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> I just say just don't get too comfortable period don't make it wait no that's the wrong song wrong sorry song. I'll leave it to Kai 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 I play entirely too much yes y'all so with all these gems and stuff that we told you guys about being an influence her and uh, staying grounded staying humble uh, making sure you're finding balance talking with people or family members um, that have unbiased opinions, um, starting your own business and re- recognizing, realizing people from their hustle and respecting that because we all have places to go and we're all just trying to get there. So definitely want to thank you guys for joining us for episode eight, the season finale, Entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so <laughs> much, guys. We're gonna miss you so much while we're like doing other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all will see us this summer, though, right? Yeah. Yes. We'll be doing big things. So just yeah, y'all gonna see us, y'all. Y'all gonna see us. Keep an eye out for our social media accounts. Yes. Yeah. Follow me. We got some stuff. At A P Nesbit N E S B I T T two T's. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Since we're here. Since we're here. <laughs> well, my Instagram is I am Ariel Monique. Ariel A R I A L A L, not E L A L. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I guess since we're here, you know, follow me a Miss Kai Michelle, M I C H E L L E, spelled with two L's. Mine is just my name. It's nothing, <laughs> nothing fancy. Oh no, with an extra T, with an extra T. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, and always don't forget to follow us at Loud Black Girls, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Blick. <laughs> and for the promotional shout out, we have Queens Table Talk, a group of three lovely young ladies based out of Compton, California. You can catch them live at the Hub Radio on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Or if you want to play catch up, you can do that as well by going to thehubradio.net slash Queen's Tables Talk. Yes, guys. Loud black girls as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So that's all we have for season Season finale, episode eight. (laughs) Yay. I'm so sad. (laughs) We'll be back. We're gonna be back, y'all. I'm going we'll be to the back. beach. Back oh, take me. Summertime, <laughs> <laughs> Summertime coming, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.